Monday. 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 Open wide dev fans. Get ready to stuff your face with JavaScript, CSS, Node Modules, Barbecue Tips, Git Workflows, Breakdancing, Soft Skills, Web Development, The Hastiest, The Craziest, The Tastiest Web Development Treats. Coming in hot, here is Wes, Barracuda, Boss, and Scott, El Toro Loco, Tolinsky. Welcome to Syntax. In this Monday hasty treat, we're going to be talking about everybody's favorite subject in the entire world, which is Internet Explorer 11. Oh, yeah. Love me some Internet Explorer 11 is something that you will never hear anybody say ever. My name is Scott Chalinski. I'm a developer from Denver, Colorado. And with me, as always, is the West Balls. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. So how's it going in that full stack shack over there, Wes? Going good. I talked about last episode. My internet is not great right now, but it was hopefully we'll get better. I'm I'm holding out for it. Yeah, I'm hopeful too. This episode is sponsored by a company that's going to make it so you don't have to be hopeful that your website is working all the time. And that is Sentry <laughs> at Sentry.io. You're going to want to head over there, use the coupon code TASTYTREAT, all lowercase, all one word. You're going to get two months for free. Now, what is Sentry? Well, Sentry is the open source error tracking solution that helps you monitor and fix crashes in real time. Cut down the time on error resolution from five hours to just five minutes. That's some official copy. We don't often read a ton of official copy here, but I felt like I would for once. Now, Sentry at Sentry.io is a service that we both use and love over here. And it's a great way to see all of your bugs happening in your application, be able to mark them as fixed and watch in horror as they have resurfaced again. And you have to go and fix them for real this time. So check it out. Sentry.io coupon code tasty treat all lowercase all one word. Check it out. All right. Internet Explorer. It is a thing. Internet Explorer definitely <laughs> is a thing. It's definitely a browser that people use. And uh, that's really my thoughts on Internet Explorer. That's it. It just exists. Yeah, I so I launched my website the other day and I was talking about how awesome it is that I didn't spend a whole lot of time doing cross browser testing. And I was just saying, like, the web is pretty good right now. Pretty good. And of course, people don't like that when you say something good about the web. And I got a lot of replies <laughs> being like, well, like, what about IE11? And and I said, like, I'm not supporting IE11. And then I got just blasted with all kinds of unsolicited mm. opinions of whether you should or shouldn't support IE11. So I thought, well, let's just record a quick podcast about should you support IE11? Because they're like, I don't know, as developers, we love to sit around and say, oh, IE sucks. Like who uses IE? But at the end of the day, there are lots of metrics and ways you can decide if you should fully or partially support IE11. And we'll also talk about like, what are the features you can start using if you don't need to support IE11? So some of you might already be on that train where you can drop IE11. So IE11 was made, let's see, when was it? 1800. (laughs) October 17, 2013. So almost seven years ago, IE11 was made. And that is a long, long time ago. There's a lot has happened in the web since then, which is kind of frustrating. It will be deprecated at some point. Um, Let's see when. IE11 comes with Windows 10, um, and the end of life for Windows 10 is October 14, 2025, Mm. which is kind of interesting. Let me make sure that is correct. 
I can't find a specific date. There seems to be stuff all over the place. But the reality is, is that support for IE11 and people actually using IE11 is waning. And that's really exciting for us developers because there's a lot of things um, that we can start to use. And there's a lot. I think that once we finally drop IE11, we're going to be moving a whole lot faster. So currently, as of caniuse.com, it says that IE11 is 1.44% global usage. But I I think you should probably never use those numbers as whether you should or shouldn't support it because you should be looking at your own numbers of as to, to whether you should or shouldn't. So let's talk about that real quick. It's like, how do you make a decision whether you should or shouldn't support IE11? I think you need to go into two big analytics, and that is how many people are visiting your website currently that are in IE11, and B, probably more importantly, how many people are giving your company money in IE11? <laughs> because at the end of the day, if... Yeah, right. Let's say you get a 2% drop in sales because you stop supporting IE11. In almost no world will you get approval for that because if the money's coming in, who cares what browser they're using at the at the end of the day? Um, I personally had to make sure that my course platform, not absolutely everything, but the buying and the distributing of the courses had to work in IE11. But for my most recent website, westboss.com, I just don't support IE11. I opened it up in IE11 and it's awful. Like the thing doesn't work because I don't have polyfills for the stuff and none of the layout works because I'm using Flexbox and Grid. And I'm okay with that because it's like 0.06% IE11 usage Mm -hmm. that comes to my website. And I've made the decision that people aren't giving me money to this type of thing. And it's not worth my time even like there's pe- probably be people sc- screaming at me right now being like, well, it's just a, just give a, a a lesser website, which we'll talk about in a second. But th- that is not worth my time either. I've, I've totally dropped it. It's not worth it. No. Yeah. For me, I've decided not to. But you as a developer should put aside any snarky comments you have and thought and hatred towards IE and just take a raw look at sales, money coming in or just raw usage statistics that are, are coming to your website. I do too much gesticulating. I was doing a, a tutorial <laughs> and I kept trying to say this word. And every time I said this word, I did this hand thing and knocked my microphone. I was like, oh God, I got to <laughs> stop doing that. Okay. So yeah, I think that's essential. It's funny because I run a, a, a business, right, as well. And I made the decision to not support IE11 from day one, specifically because, you know, the people who are using our application are inherently not going to be IE11 users, those of you who are looking at making modern web applications, what we're not really appealing to level up tutorials is certainly not appealing to the person who's never touched code in their entire life. Like we have tons of free YouTube channels for or YouTube videos available for that kind of thing. But our, our platform is largely for people who have experience with code and are looking to learn new things. So those people are, are very unlikely to use IE 11. And the only people who open my application up on IE 11 are people who aren't my customers, which is, you know, it's important. It's funny. I was at the, the bank and the account associate who was helping me with my account was like, oh, let me see your website. And she popped it open and it looked like total garbage. And I was just like. I swear I'm legitimate. I just don't, you aren't my customer. So like if you, if you were to open this on your phone, this would look fantastic, you know, but I, I've made all those decisions based on actual data that I have. Uh, well, 
had. I no longer do Google Analytics at all. But I, when I used to do Google Analytics, I used to look at it and just say, why would I spend the time to do this? What's it getting me? And the cost to value proposition for me just wasn't there. And so that is, it was an educated decision. It wasn't just a decision based out of OIE sucks, which it does, but you know, I don't want to make decisions that way. And then for the most part, I think that's largely the, like, if you aren't the decision maker in your organization and you're looking to convince people who are the decision makers, then you need to hit them up with raw data other than IE sucks because they're just going to look at you like you're lazy if that's your platform. If your platform is, I just don't want to deal with this, then they're going to say tough stuff. You got to deal with it. But if you say, listen, this is going to be a 0% cut to our bottom line. We have nobody using the site actively on it this way. It spends, I spend this much amount of money. So we're technically at like a net negative in this situation. Then you can look at your stakeholders and, and show them exactly what the weight of that decision really is. Let's talk about like, once you do drop IE11, what features can you start using without having to go back and code a secondary version? Um, and probably the biggest ones for me are modern Flexbox. So there is a mm-hmm. somewhat supported version of Flexbox in IE11 um, that you can just use, what is it, auto prefixer to kick out. And it doesn't have all the features, but it's it's good enough in, in most cases. CSS Grid, zero support. And CSS Grid doesn't you can't polyfill or, or anything like that. There's no libraries out there that will will do that. So you just can't use CSS Grid until you drop IE11. Um, and then things like CSS variables, you could certainly run a auto prefixer through that and just have static variables and then have the CSS variable after. Yeah, they're really not great. The fallbacks for variables. They're not? Oh, but like... I'm thinking like you have like black and just use something that would output color black and then output again after that color var dash dash black. Sure. Uh, And then that will give you live variables in browsers that support it. And I think that's what you should be doing in, in most of these things where you can make it work kind of or make it work good enough in these browsers. Sometimes you can just ship a little bit of extra code to do that. Mm. Uh, What else? You can partially support IE11. So like major features can like I could actually that already works. You can already read the blog posts in IE11. It's just the nav and and the footer and some of the image loading stuff doesn't totally work, which is okay. You can use progressive enhancement where only modern browsers get the progressive enhancements. This idea is that you have a baseline and then you add the, the fancy stuff in newer browsers or graceful degradation where you have your application and then maybe you just have like a one column layout that you you feed to, mm. to IE11. Um, and then there's simple things just like polyfills where if a array method doesn't exist in IE11, then you can just polyfill it and it will add that to the array prototype. So it will work in in, in IE11. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. What about testing? Let's talk about this situation. You are a one person or a couple people shop. You only have Mac computers. What's your strategy for testing IE11 or making sure that it works? Yeah, I use VirtualBox. And if you go to modern.ie, you can download a seven gig image of a Windows machine. And it comes preloaded both with Microsoft Edge and the version of Microsoft Edge that is not yet Chromium. So that's kind of important for some people. And then it also comes with IE11. Um, And it's free. There's certainly... 
browser stack and lots of services out there that will allow you to log in. But VirtualBox is free as long as you got like 15 gigs of free space on your computer. I've used that more often just for random stuff that only works on Windows. Just fire up that. I also have a service book that has IE11 loaded on it as well. So sometimes I'll just open that up and, and double check a couple things. Yeah, those are all peak strategies. I just remember back when I worked at an agency and we still had to test for IE7, believe it or not, when I first started working. Yeah. We had this like CRT Windows computer that you had to turn on every single time you had to. And it's like, all right, I'm going to have to test Windows today at some point. So I'm just going to start turning this computer on right now. And then I'll come back to it in like an hour and it'll be ready to go. <laughs> it was like such a process. I just remember that so vividly of like, this is the IE machine and we test all the IE browsers on this and we have them all loaded and it was just such a giant pain in the in the butt. So things have changed. Definitely this virtual box. It's amazing that they just give you those, you know, here have these. We know we know that you you need to test for it. So we'll, we'll make it as easy as we can on you yeah. at least. And I would do that before paying for a service myself. But, you know, time is money and those kind of things as well. So, yeah, download it now because like when you need it, your internet is going to be slow and downloading a seven gig image takes a while. They used to even have versions of like all the way back to IE6. I don't see that they offer those anymore. I'm sure you could dig them up. Another little tip of the VirtualBox is when you have it open, make sure you take a snapshot of the first day because it's only good for 30 days and then you have to re-download or reinstall the image. But if you take a snapshot oh. of the clean image, then you can always revert back to that snapshot every 30 days if you need to. Yeah, VirtualBox makes that pretty easy. VirtualBox is pretty rad that it exists at all, to be honest. Yeah, it's unreal that they can do like People are even running uh, like OS X on Windows, like a Hackintosh, but instead of installing it, mm -hmm. they're running it in a VM. And apparently you only give up one CPU core to do that. Oh, yeah. I wonder how that, yeah, I wonder how that goes. Yeah. And then you can use like an AMD processor for it. Mm. Nifty. So that's it. Should you support IE11? Well, do your homework. Stop complaining on the internet and, uh, and make a wise informed decision. <laughs> that's such a good yes. Uh, can you, we, we just end every episode with do your homework, stop complaining on the internet and make a wise informed decision. <laughs> that to me, just as like every single decision you need to make about any of this stuff. Should I tweet that React is bad because uh, some React developer hurt my feelings at some point? No, maybe you should just not do that and you should learn a little bit about it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. All right. Uh, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will catch you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace. Head on over to Syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show.